Welcome to the ACO Show. This is Joe Schunkweiler. I lead adoption and training here at Allidade, and I was very pleased to have the opportunity to speak with Mike Morgan. Mike is the CEO of a company called Updocs. Updocs does communications and telehealth solutions for practices across the country, and Allidade recently entered into a contract with Updocs to provide telehealth solutions for practices within our ACOs. I hope you enjoy. So, Mike, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Joe. Looking forward to it. Can you tell us a little bit about Updocs to start? Yes, Updocs, we provide a comprehensive telehealth solution, uh, but the key part is it's part of our all-in-one communication suite. And our real goal is to help practices of all kinds manage all their communications that typically happens outside of the EHR, whether it's with a patient, whether it's with another provider or even internally by bringing all the communications together as one and telehealth is a key component of that. So you have hitched your wagon on this to communications broadly and telehealth is just a component of that. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. Fantastic. Um, and, and I think the, the, the elephant in this podcast, so to speak, is that about two to three weeks ago um, now, Allidade had no telehealth offering for our practices. It wasn't something that we were doing uh, with any regularity, and we certainly didn't have an official partnership or relationship with with any of these folks. And that changed uh, for a lot of reasons very recently. Um, can you talk me through on, on on your company's end at least? What does that look like working with Allidade, getting this set up, the speed, the flexibility, all the stuff that's made this um, what we think is going to be really successful moving forward. Yes, we were very excited to to work with Allidade. And I think even stepping back, if you looked at what happened in the industry pre-COVID, we had launched our telehealth solution in 2019 and we were getting adoption. But I think a lot of practices and probably much like the Allidade um, ACO members were waiting for reimbursements to start to happen to understand what the best way to implement video would be. Um, COVID comes and, and breaks out and it really puts a lot more pressure and a need to be able to connect with the patients utilizing video, not so much in just a reimbursable way, but in a way that you can actually use videos, see the patients, alleviate the fears, and also try to help do some of the remote diagnosis, but then also you know some of the, the reimbursements as well too. And so it was a perfect fit because we've had a relationship with Allidade for a number of years where we've assisted around interoperability and we've known Edwin. And so when it came time to be responsive to the COVID outbreak, we loved Allidade's approach about wanting to get tools into the hands of the ACO members quickly, really in, in twofold goal. One, to get them the technology to connect with their patients quickly. And then to be able to do that as a foundation, as some of these reimbursable items became available and reimbursements changed, they could use that as a platform. And so our approach of making it simple and easy was a really nice fit with the urgency that Allidade had. And we were very excited to to do that partnership. Were you getting a lot of calls as the outbreak picked up speed? We really did. Uh, we actually onboarded about 10,000 new users in about a two, two and a half week period. So there was a large demand. And again, I think what had happened was this sense of urgency as unfortunately, some of the practices had to quickly either close their doors or find these new ways to interact. 
it became key to how do you start to do that communications and how do you actually be able to, to connect that quickly? What do your customers look like? Like what's the average Updocs customer? It really ranges. And I think again, pre-COVID, our approach has been, how do you make video as simple as a phone call? Because I think a lot of ways people thought of telehealth as really something where you went to one of these, what I would consider new kind of service providers that actually provided the physician in addition to the video component where it was this third party service to say an employer health plan may be sponsored. What COVID did was really put the spotlight on providers who are seeing patients typically in their office. They needed technology to be able to connect. And a lot of the technology, which we consider first generation telehealth, was really heavy and complex. It required a download. It required hardware um, or the patient to download an app. We consider Updoc's next generation telehealth. It's as easy as to make a phone call. There's no app required. The, the patients can um you know basically with one click be connected in it's all secure and so we found that it really ranges from the smallest we have a lot of you know one two physician practices that were able to get up and running literally in 30 minutes they were able to connect and start using video with their patients um, we have large practices that are doing it as well as we've had a lot of large health systems that maybe had a telehealth platform but they put us in and started using updocs as an alternative method just simply because of the ease of use. So it really ranges from the size of organization from the smallest to the largest. And then we're definitely seeing pockets around different specialties as well. Obviously primary care and pediatricians are using it heavily to both triage as well as reach patients. Specialists are using it to try to, to save some revenue and be able to continue to operate. And then we're seeing a lot of other specialty areas such as behavioral health or even long-term care where family members cannot come and visit their loved ones that are in the post-acute facilities. They're using video as a way to connect as well too. And when you make these trade-offs um, as everyone does in doing product development, what do you put up as the number one item for your development folks and your product leaders? Like what is the thing that you would not sacrifice uh, as you continue to add features and, and, and look at your roadmap and things like that? When we look at the roadmap, it really is around that ease of use. And it really has to be easy for both the patient and the provider and staff. And I think that's really been key to the way we approach because a lot of technology in healthcare typically either serves one side of the equation or the other. It's either easy for the patient, but then it causes more conflict or work for the staff and the provider or the other way around where it's easier for one. So we are extremely focused that we want both sides, meaning the patient as well as the provider and staff to feel like this is improving not only their communications, the experience, their satisfaction, and their productivity. And so when we think about the solution, I should mention it's really not just video. We have other pieces, including the ability to do a secure text, as well as we do have the ability to do broadcast messages and mass message. So if you think about being able to communicate to the population, being able to do secure text, being able to then ultimately do the video, this is all part of the experience. On the provider side, it brings it all together and staff into one place. And we really think about that as our inbox 
where all this communications happens. And then for the patient, they continue, don't have to have a download. They don't have to install an app and it's all secure. So as we think about new things we bring out, we're starting to work on how do we better document phone calls in addition to video? How can we provide more templates to capture things like social determinants and other follow-up items that you can do around forms? But the idea would be it really is all integrated into an overall experience. So it's not just video, but it really is how do you manage that relationship overall? Mike, the word integrated has uh, a lot of connotations in the health technology space, including uh, whether you decide to integrate something into the EHR or whatever your technology is being integrated into the EHR. And it's something that we um, look at very intensely at Allidade because we have data coming from EHRs into our platform. Um, talk to me about how Updocs thinks about that integration relationship. And do you only work with certain EHRs? Are you EHR agnostic? Do you embed in EHRs? How does that, how does that look from a product standpoint? We really are EHR agnostic where Updocs can be used in any practice using any EHR. We do offer varying levels of integration, but if we step back, when we think about what we're trying to do at Updocs by consolidating all of this and coordinated communications into one place. Typically, that would have been done by telephone. Um, that might have been done by unhippocompliant compliant email. That might have been a person using their personal phone via texting. All those things are not efficient because it's really just tied to one individual and multiple people in the organization can't see that or act upon it. It's very difficult to track and there's no good way to document uh, those interactions that are happening with the patient. So when you think of Updocs, it really sets peer with the EHR because again, it's consolidating all these manual efforts, making that a lot more efficient and it's a better experience for both the provider staff and the patient. Once I manage all that communications, Updocs then brings all that together. And if there were multiple means, say text messaging, as well as a video consult that I document, I can bundle all that together for one patient, and then it ultimately then gets stored in the EHR where it becomes part of that record. That's where, at that point, we do have varying levels of integration with certain EHRs where it can actually go and go into specific parts of the chart, or you might be able to sign off and do different things. But the real value is not in the integration. It's in that ability to appear with the EHR, bring all those together in one place, and again, be able to document that and provide a much better experience for the provider and staff. The, the experience piece is something that we uh, focus intensively on at Allidade, and I know others, other fellow travelers in the health tech space are, are looking at um, and continuing to iterate upon. Um, Taking a step back, we started out talking in some of the generalities and we talked about the recent uh, COVID outbreak that we're all living through right now. Um, can we do a sort of pre-post uh, analysis a bit? Like what did you, you know, the telehealth industry is one of those things that um, it always, to me at least, felt like it should be a much bigger, deeper part than it was. Now we've seen it grow steadily. Um, I forget the percentage of um, hospitals that are enabled, but it's remarkably high to have at least some telehealth enabled interaction. 
But um, what did you see as the trajectory before this outbreak and now? How is that shifting specifically with the outbreak? It is interesting to look at it pre-COVID, during, and then post. When we looked at it pre-COVID, telehealth was definitely increasing. But as I think we mentioned a little bit earlier in the podcast, a lot of that was based on these third-party service providers that have a collection of physicians. They sell their service to either an employer or an insurance company, and then they drive the patients to use those services. It was the people on really these outpatient providers, which make up the bulk of care, which were the ones that were probably slower to adopt the technology because they were concerned, rightfully so, about how they were going to staff video, how they could make money. Now, when we introduced our services, we were seeing an increase because you were finding that some of the outpatient providers were fully understanding, especially in the primary care world, that video could actually be just a more effective phone call. And a lot of ways where they didn't bill for any phone calls, they could still bill. They might not get reimbursed for every phone call, but it was better, more effective for the patient. And there were some reimbursements that were starting to track. But I think that was really slow. And I think that's why you saw the adoption slow, because I think the majority of patients still want to see the doctor, the physician, the care provider that they're used to seeing when they go into the office. They want that's who they want to see through video. But the technology was not being adopted at a rapid rate in that pre-COVID world, because a lot of times the sentiment was we're going to wait until reimbursements open up, then we will implement technology. I think COVID changed that to where it was now I have to actually implement the technology and I need that first because it is more effective. I need to take care of these patients, even if it's just answering a phone call, even if I'm not actually getting reimbursed, it's the right thing to do for my patients to connect with them in a more personal way using video. And what we're starting to see is now reimbursements are starting to open. So pre-COVID, it was much being led by waiting for reimbursement. Now it's being led by, hey, this is just a better way to connect with patients. And now reimbursements are starting to follow. They're opening up. I think once that box is opened up, we're going to see how effective this is. And you're going to see a lot more legislation, you know, coming from both Medicare, Medicaid's across the different states, as well as commercial payers with more reimbursable services. So now you're going to move to post-COVID. There's going to be a great adoption of this technology. And now when people have that technology, now we're going to see more opportunities for reimbursements to come. Do you see any parallels for the EHR industry um, pre and post meaningful use? Because uh, it feels like that was uh, clearly a watershed uh, for EHR as a major player in the on the IT tech side. Um, but this sort of feels like the same kind of moment to me. Yes, I think that's a great parallel, because if you think about meaningful use, pre-meaningful use, when only 30 percent or so uh, physician practices had an electronic health record, there were all these thoughts about all the things you could do if the record was digitized. You could prescribe better care. You could look at adherence. You could have more interoperability. But all those things were good in principle, but without having the masses on an electronic health record, it was really hard. Uh, 
So meaningful use had the adoption up 95 plus percent now. So now once you build that foundation, you can now start to think about those things. We're in the same situation now that what's happened right now now has started the trajectory a lot like meaningful use did, but not for the EHR, but for a communications platform and a communication solution. And so you can build that same foundation. I do think though, it's very key because I think when we think about video or even telehealth, I do think it's broader than that. So just like everybody has a practice management system, now everybody has an electronic health record. I think what COVID has done and what we're going to see post COVID is now everybody is going to have a communications platform that's going to be peer with their EHR and practice management system, not necessarily embedded because it's a different uh, purpose. It's serving different people and it's trying to accomplish different things. And, but that's going to be key. The other part is it has to be much broader than just video. It has to be able to give you that base level of ability to communicate with the patients, whether it's secure email, whether it's secure texting, whether it's being able to communicate with them in masses and video. Once you have that foundation, now similar to meaningful use, now you that the foundation, everybody has that communication solution, you can start to do things like more effectively reach out to patients, a newly diagnosed diabetes patient. You can do more proactive outreach you can do things that without a communications platform you were not able to do before. The other big difference, which is gonna be interesting to see, meaningful use took several years to unfold. We are in a position now where it's likely in the next six to nine months, you're gonna get a majority of people that are gonna now have a communications platform. So it's just like meaningful use, a lot of parallelism, but I think it's actually gonna move a lot faster. Yeah, there's there's definitely an urgency there with this that I've never seen um, in healthcare uh, that people are, there's a pull for it in a way that um, is different than the EHR. You know, I, I, I've said on this podcast before, I lived through the, uh, a major third-party vendor EHR implementation at a large hospital system in New York City when I was a surgical resident there. And um pulling teeth maybe is not dramatic enough analogy to get the uh, older physicians to transition fully to an EHR. And I know some hospitals are still struggling with that and individual providers are still struggling with that. So um, I, I'd love your thoughts on what the opportunities are in learning from that meaningful use and post meaningful use world. Uh, and by that, I mean, we've referenced a few times Edwin and you referenced Edwin earlier, Edwin Miller, our, our co-founder at Allidaid and the chief product officer currently has said along with others, you know, the EHR was originally designed as a, a billing tool um, that it, you know, you go from EHR to practice management uh, system to the claim to CMS or the payer kind of thing. And because of that, it limited it from a, a user experience level. And I think, if I were in the telehealth space as you are, I think the user experience piece that you're focusing on feels like the that's the opportunity area here to not make the same mistake, to live purely for the purpose of dropping, uh, you know, diagnosis codes on a claim, but actually making this a a 
a great experience for physicians, for other providers, and for for patients. So, um, are you thinking about that now? Like how you learn from that the EHR um, explosion after meaningful use? Yes, we actually do talk about that quite a bit. And I was with an EHR and ran product back in the meaningful use run up. And so have a lot of experience as we thought through that back then. I do think some of the learnings that we're trying to apply and do things differently now are, again, back to that experience. I think on this communication side, it is, and again, why we think it is peer with the EHR is because it is a different function. The EHR does a tremendous job of documenting the encounter, and it was meant for the clinical providers. What we're doing is we're working with the providers, but also with the staff around the communications that a lot of HRs just weren't built to do. And when we think about it from that perspective and spend time on the user experience, one of the key things that we've worked hard, and this is why we think of us as really this next generation platform around communications and even telehealth, as we've thought about the telehealth as being part of this overall experience, we think it's important to give a solution that somebody can implement they can actually build it around their existing workflow so they can get up and running and quickly start using it but then they have the ability to start to make improvements and again i think that's key because with the ehrs where back then we all tried really hard but a lot of it required such a change in workflow and process that it was really difficult with what we're doing now you can begin using updocs very quickly you can set workflow up, whether it's how you communicate with the patient and when work product comes in, you can set up queues, you can manage that workflow, put it to whoever the multiple people, they can sign off, they can work through the process. And so what it does is it really enables an organization who starts using UpDocs to do it quickly, match it to their workflow, and then do it in a way that adds value. Then we think about it as a hierarchy of value. Now you can start to think about higher value tasks, maybe being more proactive on your outreach, reaching out to the population, potentially doing things that are also revenue generating, like doing assessments. But you need to be able to do that baseline valuation. The other thing, too, we're finding is people are really starting to share their best practices. And we're that's one of the things that you'll see coming up from UpDocs is we're going to do a little better job about how we help people share that. But for example, the workflows that people are implementing, there are certain templates that they put into the system. How do they start to optimize the way they're effectively working with their populations? We want to be able to take that and then share that across the UpDocs community and through some of the partners that we have as well and be able to learn from each other where now EHRs are in place. The next future of healthcare is really how do we optimize this experience that we're talking about. And there's a lot of valuable information, insights and learnings that we can share across the community. Mike, what's ahead for UpDocs? Like what's the, you know, what's your... Uh, give us a, a view into the executive suite and how you're thinking strategically now over the next six months or so uh, with all that we know now about what the demand is likely to be for, for your technology. What we're really excited about is the technology that is actually getting adopted very rapidly now is what we built last year, meaning 
we felt like we had this vision about what we thought would be impactful for the market, and that's what's being adopted today. I think what you're going to see over the next six months or so is how do we continue to think through how video and telehealth fits into the overall experience? How does it start to, again, not just be one piece, but it is a comprehensive experience? And we're learning a lot from our customers and our partners where we want to continue to make sure that we're effectively working on all the different communications mechanisms. For example, phone calls, that's another thing that would be very valuable to put into the platform. How do we continue to add you know, more intelligence and workflow around the product as well? Um, again, making people more efficient. And then how do we leverage the information and, and share that across the, the community? So I think when you look at over the next six months plus, we want to take now the success that not only updocs has had but again back to that point about now the industry is just more broadly adopting this type of technology how do we then use that as the foundation to think about layering higher value things to continually help people with a better experience both on the provider staff side as well as the patient side mike morgan ceo of updocs thank you so much for joining us on the aco show Thank you, Joe. We're looking forward to not only the success we've had with the partnership, but also the future.